Okay, if you'd like to get your Bible and go to 1 John again, 1 John chapter 1, um, we're going to continue our walk through the book of 1 John and I pray that this these devotions can be a blessing to you as a believer and the purpose that John wrote to us is very important and much should be taken note of. So I'd like you to just turn to the scriptures first. We'll read you down to the two verses which we'll look at today, which is um, verse 4 and verse 5. So the Bible says, that which, was, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, in our hands have handled of the word of life, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness. I'd like to pick it up here where he says, these things we write unto you. And I want to remind you as a believer, the privilege we do have, that we do have the written word of God. Uh, John was a privileged disciple, as we mentioned but it's a greater privilege that you and I as believers have the written word of God and God has preserved it and gone out of his way to make sure that we can get this letter uh, and this word of God that is personal to us as believers in Jesus Christ. When you consider John here as one of the disciples, he's also writing on the behalf of the other disciples because he talks about the fellowship that they had and he talks about, he uses the plural term when he says, and these things, in verse 4, we write unto you that your joy may be full. So think with me for a moment that the disciples, the women, and those that believed on the Lord Jesus Christ when he was here, they're writing as unto you. And I, what a privilege that is that we can do that. Just um, as a way of bringing your thoughts back to the disciples for a moment, just go to John, the Gospel of John, which John wrote. Go to chapter 14, which most believers should remember the words of the Lord Jesus Christ when he said, I'm the way, the truth and life. No man cometh unto the Father, met by me. And... In that conversation in John chapter 14, I'll pick it up in, uh, in verse 3. And the Lord said, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And wherever I go, ye know, and the way ye know. So he's talking to the disciples here. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. Because remember, Thomas was a bit of a sceptic. And how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, 
I am the way, the truth and life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If he had known me, he should have known my Father also. From henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. So Philip asks the question and Jesus saith unto him, I have, have I been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that have seen me have seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? And the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. So the disciples had a personal relationship with God manifest in the flesh, which John has written about. And um, it is a privilege that you and I can pick up the word of God and we can read it and understand that there is a, a thing on the disciples' hearts that they want to write and let us know who have believed on Jesus Christ since then that God was manifest in the flesh. Of course, when you come to the book of John, or First John, in this case, I want you to think, it's a personal letter to the believer. If you remember in Romans chapter 1, uh, when Paul wrote to the Romans, he wanted to come to them to impart unto them um, a spiritual gift. He wanted to impart what God had given him. I want you to think with me for a moment as you have the privilege to hold the word of God in your hands and understand that John is writing to us as individual believers and to put some uh, light and truth back on what some of you probably should know go back to the gospel of john with me for a moment the gospel of john and we know that john wrote the gospel of john which we've mentioned but go to john go to john chapter 20 john chapter 20 and go down to verse Go down to verse 31 with me for a moment. So first John, he's writing unto us. The Gospel of John, the Bible says, But these are written, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. So the purpose of the Gospel of John is to reveal the Lord Jesus Christ to them that have not believed. Yet when we come to when we come to First John, just go over the page to chapter four with me, or a couple of pages here in your Bible, in the same book. Go to chapter four with me, down to verse ten. Pick up the context here. And it's important for you as a believer to realise why this epistle is written by John. And he says there in, in um, verse, I believe it's verse 10 of first, of first John. Um, let me just make sure I've got the right... No, chapter 5, sorry, chapter 5. Just go to chapter 5, verse 10, not chapter 4. Okay, so chapter 5 in, in 1 John. 
Go down to verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God had the witness in himself. He that believeth not God had made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. So we have the witness of God in ourselves. Verse 11, and this is the record, remember John's writing this, that God have given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that have the Son have life, and he that have not the Son of God have not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. So, so specifically, the first John is written to the believer, when you and I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and ask God to save us, which he does by his grace, which is so richly given to the believer when he realises that Christ died for their sins, our sins, and was buried and rose again, and we call upon him and ask God to save us, that God also saves us by his grace. But once you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, you also now have received eternal life. So... So 1 John is important for the believer as these books are our foundation. God wants the believer to be, to be well established in the foundation of the epistles. Now why I say that is important to keep in mind that John also wrote the book of Revelation. And John was on the Isle of Patmos for the, Lord, for the word of God's sake in Revelation 4.9. So, so as we know John was in prison... And more than likely, First John was written before the book of Revelation. Or if it wasn't, God has put First John in order of the books before the book of Revelation. What I mean by that is that when you study your Bible, the book of Job in the Old Testament is the oldest book. But God had placed it between Esther and Psalms. There's a purpose for that. There's a purpose that this personal letter is placed before the book of Revelation. Now, now here's, the, here's the thought. Most believers want to know or get focused on the book of Revelation, which has its place. But that's not your foundation. Your foundation, as believers, is in Jesus Christ, and we need to be well established in the foundation of our salvation before we start looking into things which are here to come. So 1 John has a personal nature to the individual. And if you're a believer, I want you to realize that you've got the Word of God in your hand and you can open up the pages of the Scriptures and think with me and use your imagination that here is John, one of the disciples, on behalf of the disciples, writing to us as believers like they had seen him and he was manifest to them and they had handled the word of God that he's encouraging us to believe in the same, you could say the same thing. So when you read First John, he says, um, where well he said over here in First John, go back to chapter 1 again, I'll pick it up in verse 3, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, 
and in him is no darkness. Now, John directs us to the, the fact that there's a message and that, that God is light and that in God there is no darkness. Now just go with me for a moment and go over to Ephesians. Just turn to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. And this is a good verse for you as a believer to remember and to keep in your mind. Because in Ephesians, um, and we go down to verse chapter 5, verse 8. We'll just get there. Okay. I want you to think of this verse. He says, For ye were sometimes in darkness. That means before I was saved, I was in the bondage of unbelief. And according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, the God of this world had blinded our minds unless the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto us. So there was a time that you and I walked in darkness. But as soon as the shackles of unbelief were broken by the light of the gospel, the Bible says, for we, ye were sometimes darkness, but now, not not present time, are ye light in, in the Lord, walk as children of light. So it's important when you consider that John is writing to children of light and he points out here that this is the message that in God there is no darkness, God is light. Now, we understand it's a privilege to have the written word of God and we could talk a lot more about that. There's a personal nature to the individual believer which you, you and I need to cultivate with the Lord by reading and studying his word. There's a there's an understanding that I was in darkness before I was saved, but now the Bible declares us as children of light. I think it's in first Peter chapter two, verse twenty five, where Peter talking to the strangers said, Ye were as sheep going astray, but now have returned unto the bishop of your souls, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. So we once were, but we are now. I once was in darkness, but now I'm in light. And he mentions the word here, and it's very, very important to keep in mind when John said, this is the message. This is the message. Now, so therefore, if I take the word of God at face value, I need to understand that I am reading the, me the message. Come over to 1 Timothy with me for a moment. 1 Timothy, and we're going to go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. I want to talk about the fourth point here is that God doesn't give us poor light. What do you mean? Well, poor light would be like, you know, trying to get through the house at night time without a light. Poor light has the indication that there's darkness around the light or in the light, whatever way you want to look at it, but it's poor. Now in God, there is he is light and there is no darkness. So therefore it would be it would be quite easy to think then that his message would have no darkness in it. Would you agree? 
And this is the point. The point is, is that we have the written word, we have the message, and in God there is, there is no darkness because God is light. So therefore, the words that we have before us are light, where you and I can put our faith in. Now in 1 Timothy chapter 4, come with me for a moment, 1 Timothy chapter 4, um, and I believe it is, um, where are we going here? 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. Now, the day and age we live in, now, there was no different then, but now, he says now. Now the Spirit, now that's capital S, that's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed, now listen to the word, to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So if the message is poor, then it has darkness. And darkness here is, is determined by doctrines of devils. So when you come to the Word of God, the Word of God is gives us the right doctrine, which gives us the right light of understanding that this is the message, that God is light and in him is no darkness. Have you ever thought with me for a moment that a lot of the preaching or the teaching that you might sit under as a believer, I do want you to get the word of God because that's the privilege we have and go back to the Bible and have a look at the light that God gives us plainly and clearly. When John writes, it's clear and plain that he's writing unto us and that he says that God is light and in him is no darkness and this is the message. And he's writing unto us because he wants the believer's joy to be fulfilled and not overtaken with darkness. So a lot of the a lot of the Christian religion today is not based upon the scriptures or the light from it. It is based from a human way of thinking to somehow build the kingdom down here. Now I'm going to close here and think of the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and in first Timothy Paul said talks about the wholesome words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to close with what Jesus said to the disciples and we're going to go back to the Gospel of John with me for a moment. Go back to the Gospel of John. And these are the words of your God, your Saviour. And we're going to have a look in um, have a look in chapter 15 with me for a moment. Chapter 15. Probably some of you are familiar with the the illustration here of the the vine and the branches and abiding in him. But I want you to come down to verse 11. And uh, in verse 11, I'm just we won't do a full study on this chapter, but in verse 11, I want you to hear what the Lord said. He said this to the disciples. And remember, John's writing to us on behalf of the others, where that they had handled and seen the word of God which was manifested. And Jesus says, These things have I spoken unto you. Now, believer, take that personally, as if the Lord is speaking to you right now, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy may, might be full. Have you noticed how the joy of God is connected to his word? Have you noticed here how John writes unto us, and he specifically says that your joy may be full. 
pray as we go through the first John. I want you to realize that first John is a particular an epistle which has a which has a very personal understanding to us as believers. And can I say this? Don't let others rob you of your faith. Don't let them take the word of God out of your hand, because this is written to you. Amen. We'll pick this up on our next lesson. Thank you.